Thank you, everyone, for joining us on another edition of Contour Podcast. Our topic today is driving sustainability in trade finance. And here with me to discuss this is Sriram Mutukrishnan, Global Head of Trade Product Management at DBS. Uh, welcome, Sriram. Thank you, Carl. Pleasure to be here. Well, thanks. It's uh, and and glad to have you on uh, the podcast for the first time. Um, so let's kick off with sort of with a with a big picture question. Um, and and uh, at DBS, you know, why is sustainability uh, such a big focus for DBS? Sure. Uh, thanks, Carl. So uh, I think that um, look, this is the way uh, the future of business is. Uh, that is the way we feel at DBS. Uh, you know, driving um, uh, a very values-based uh, uh, approach to climate change and the way we operate is critical uh, for the long-term sustainability of the business itself uh, and, of course, the communities that we operate in. So that is one of the underarching, uh, uh, overarching uh, kind of, uh, you know, objectives that we, uh, that we believe in. Now, uh, it has recently become uh, quite central to many of the conversations we are having with our customers with uh, many of our stakeholders, including uh, you know investors, uh, and we believe that there is a commonality of focus that you know business goals as they were viewed in the past, the commercial commercial goals that were always central to uh, you know any uh, for profit organization are still there, but they must go hand in hand with uh, you know sustainability uh, and with the sustainability agenda, and it is for the common good. We also find increasingly that many of our, uh, the consumers who consume our customers' products are also interested in knowing, uh, you know, what is the nature of the product that they're consuming. And a lot of them are looking at an ethical uh, approach to, uh, to their own consumption patterns. Um, so all of this basically means that, you know, if you want to serve your customer, you must also be able to serve your customer's customer. So these are some of the reasons why we feel that it is absolutely important for us uh, apart from our own, uh, you know, internal beliefs in terms of, uh, you know, what it means uh, to be a, a sustainable business. So these are the various things which come together, and that is why it's quite central to our agenda. In fact, uh, in our uh, in DBS, uh, our group CEO uh, Piyush Gupta, as well as uh, our uh, you know institutional banking head uh, Sushan, um, are sort of the senior evangelists. So it almost every conversation that we have, there is a sustainability aspect to that conversation. Are we doing the right thing by the by the uh, community? Are we doing the right thing by the uh, you know environment? So those questions are being asked uh, all the time. So I think it is slowly becoming part of our DNA, and I certainly believe it's the right thing to do. No, thanks for that. Yes, and, and every time it is true. Every time you get a a speech from one of them, there there is definitely that that angle there, and and uh, again, it's an important part of the uh, the, the DBS culture. Um, so if we put this more in in, in a practical sense, I mean. What is DBS doing to incorporate clients' ESG's objectives when recommending sustainable trade finance programs? Um, so uh, if, before I go uh, dive deep into the trade agenda itself, let me take one step back uh, and uh, talk to you about a little bit more about how DBS uh, views the sustainability agenda itself. So what we've done is basically we've created uh, an overarching uh, sustainability strategy, which has three main pillars. Uh, the first pillar is uh, called, uh, we call it responsible banking, which is basically about incorporating responsible financing into our normal banking and lending practices, uh, while also supporting our customers' transition towards uh, more uh, sustainable, low-carbon business models. 
uh, or improving uh, you know, their access to ESG investments, for instance, and conducting our business in a fair and responsible manner. The second pillar is uh, about responsible business practices that we ourselves follow, which means providing an inclusive working environment uh, within DBS, ma making sure that our own direct environmental footprint is well managed, uh, influencing our supply, uh, our own supply chain towards uh, more sustainable practices and things like that. And the third pillar is uh, about creating uh, social impact. So basically, making sure that we are, you know, giving back to the communities in which we operate. We support, uh, you know, social, um, uh, you know, uh, the, the social uh, enterprises. So these are the three uh, big tenets uh, of our uh, overarching strategy. And um, then what we did was actually DBS was one of the, was the first commercial bank. Uh, to publish a sustainable and uh, transition finance framework and taxonomy. Now, that is absolutely critical uh, because, uh, you know, while everybody talks about sustainability, uh, we know that there is no common uh, terminology or common definition for many of these things. So everybody tries to follow, uh, you know, has certain sustainability uh, goals. Uh, of course, uh, the United Nations uh, SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, come in handy, and they are a good, uh, you know, sort of a North Star. Uh, to guide you by, uh, but clearly within that, you know, if you're in, in, in the apparel trade or if you're in rubber, everybody has their own definitions. So what we did was basically create a taxonomy so that our own staff, our own relationship managers can engage customers uh, from a position of being very clear about what we think sustainability is, what do we mean by, you know, transition finance, how do we provide evidence that we are not just greenwashing. Uh, so th those kinds of things. So it's very clear. So then we are able to have a real uh, more engaging conversation with customers. Uh, so that is what we did next. Uh, and uh, thereafter, of course, we've had quite a good uh, bit of uh, success in, in supporting our customers' agenda to the extent that, uh, you know, DBS actually uh, raised its uh, sustainable financing target uh, to 50 billion Singapore dollars by 2024, which is not too far off. Uh, we had initially set it at uh, 20 billion Singapore dollars, but uh, we, have we are want to accelerate that further, uh, seeing that that is good take up. So now to come to the point uh, of our trade financing, what we do is we overlay this strategy and the taxonomy onto our own uh, supply chain finance and digital capabilities, uh, which is where it all comes together. Because then we can tell our customers, okay, fine, if you're in the cotton trade, if you want to do uh, you know, a supply chain finance uh, program for your farmers, uh, or if you're in the apparel trade and you want to do the same for your fabricators, or if you want, uh, if you are in the auto parts business, if you want to source, uh, you know, if you want, uh, want to get into battery uh, EV discussion, so we can we know what exactly, uh, you know, we're guided by this kind of a strategy. Uh, and then, of course, our whole uh, suite of, you know, uh, in technology capabilities, uh, we have, uh, you know, very evolved uh, set of uh, trade finance, uh, you know, suite of solutions, which you bring together and, and make sure that that, uh, that meets the customer's requirements. If you look at trade digitization specifically, um, how does that come into play when you talk to a, when you measure a client's ESG performance, right? Uh, the digital side of it. Is yeah. there specific, you know, areas you look at? I mean, how do you, how do you measure? Yeah, so we, we found uh, that when we talk, uh, uh, when we engage in most customers' uh, supply chain finance programs, or even other normal trade financing, uh, you know, uh, requirements where we where, which have a sustainability angle. Usually, there are three big, uh, you know, uh, buckets uh, that we uh, that we put uh, the various efforts or requirements into. First is track and trace. How do you track and trace, you know, provenance of the goods at each stage? You know, have you been sustainable in 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 the way you've operated? 
you know, has there been any commingling uh, of 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 goods uh, from other sources? So that so I can trace. The second thing is on an ongoing basis, without disrupting the business, how do you ensure there is a proper certification process, which goes hand in hand? So uh, you know, as you go, you want you're able to certify yes, these goods of uh, say let, let us take the example of what we did with rubber uh, by with the Hedia Connect. Uh, platform, which uh, you know uh, DBS invested in. So basically, what we are able to do is go back all the way to the uh, you know plantation in say Indonesia, where the rubber has been sourced from. But then use technology to make sure that we can actually prove that this is the plantation from where uh, you know the rubber was sourced. And of course, there is certification that that particular plantation uh, is producing uh, rubber in a sustainable manner. They're following the right practices. Uh, and then, of course, the final uh, bit in, uh, you know, especially now as we try to commercialize uh, and really, uh, you know, evangelize, as I said earlier, this whole concept of sustainability, uh, that is the whole thing about what is the commercial incentive for the various players. So how can we on the go also give them some financial incentives uh, while, of course, making sure that it's a sustainable business, you know, in the, in the other sense of the word sustainability, that it remains profitable for everybody. But we, we are happy to sort of you know, participate in making it more viable for the various players. So three parts, the track and trace, certification and incentivization. So these three, if you want to do this in a seamless way without having, you know, adding more paper, it would be really an irony, isn't it? If you were to say we're going to do a sustainable, uh, more sustainably linked business and you say, give me more pieces of paper, so let's cut down some trees, that would not work. It has to be digital. So we deploy our APIs, we deploy, use uh, blockchain technology, uh, you know, we use uh, mobile technology in some cases, especially when you know, we're talking about farmers, cotton farmers in India or, you know, rubber, rubber farmers in uh, Indonesia, you leverage mobile technology. Uh, we use the Internet of Things to be able to, to, to monitor the progress of goods from, you know, uh, from uh, point A to point B. Uh, so all that is all that is done. We use this data and then we say that, fine, this data helps us do two or three different things, which is, of course, track and trace and certify. But at the same time, then what do you do next? You can actually say, I'm going to make the normal business of, say, trade financing or, uh, you know, uh, payments that can also be automated because you now have all the data that you need. So actually, if we think it through properly, we can actually align business needs as well as sustainability needs, as well as financing needs, all in one seamless package when we use technology. And that is really the way we uh, in our DBS think about it. Uh, we really do uh, believe that, uh, you know, the, we have the capabilities in place and it is all about making sure that we can deploy it in the right way, making sure the customer experience is enhanced, not uh, doesn't deteriorate. Uh, and of course, in today's uh, situation, you know, with COVID, uh, I think it's all the more important that we leverage digitalization uh, capabilities and technology. So that is how we do this. No, that's, that's really great. And you Get a point I was going to talk about is, you know, how do you incentivize, right? And again, the, those three points, I mean, how do you make it commercially viable to do this, right? And that's a, that's a balance, right? Because, you know, all the, all the information you need could cost more. Um, where is the value in it? There's the, there's the, uh, the, the ESG, there's the, uh, the social value, but you have to make sure it doesn't cost so much that it's not worth it to do it. And of course, yeah, but, more paper to certify things is is obviously uh, the the thing we don't want to cut more trees down just to just to manage that, yeah. And and that whole you know that paperless uh, data is important, but data doesn't have to come on paper anymore, right? Data can come yeah. through APIs, and and uh, again, it's 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 quicker, it's more efficient, can be verified, um, and again, that's the whole 
you know, we, we look at it from from the contour side is, you know, networks have to work together because no one there's not one big network. As you said, there's you can set some standards, right? But there's not going to be one standard out there for the world that's not there yet, maybe eventually, right? But we have to work with each other, different networks, different systems, you know, sharing data to to again make our customers happy, right? Um, and uh, our customers are either banks or the the, the corporates. But if there's data to be shared, why not, right? It's, it's only a benefit for everyone, and it, it helps everyone um, uh, move quicker, more efficient. And you know, maybe some of that efficiency, again, is also uh, you know, making things more, more viable so you can get more data, less cost, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and make things more smooth. But uh, no, it's, it's an interesting journey. And I think, as you said, you guys, you, you've moved your uh, target higher um, for 2024, which is... Uh, which is impressive. Um, I guess maybe COVID helped a little bit with that, but probably helped and and hurt, right? Because uh, again, you to, to to coordinate this is is not easy. Um, but no, it, it's super impressive what you guys are doing, and and uh, again, happy to be part of that journey and 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 learning from you guys because your your presence in all these in these countries, a lot of these emerging markets, right, where this is even more important. Um, yeah, absolutely, Carl. In fact, we look at it as a partnership, and and, and uh, you talked about Contour, and DBS is actually uh, very happy to be also a partner for con with Contour. Um, you know, looking at simply the amount of paper we destroyed trying to get uh, cumbersome uh, LC processes done, or the number of man hours that we can save, which could be deployed for you know more efficient uh, you know use, uh, or as you rightly said, in the current COVID uh, situation. It is absolutely essential that we digitize some of these processes. There is no way we are able to transact with paper. You know, we've had situations, you know, during this past year where entire economies have shut down. They've gone into lockdown mode, and you can't find uh, your courier service, for example. So you can, whereas people still need to consume goods, uh, no matter what, right? So I think uh, it's uh, you're right. I mean, uh, clearly, COVID-19 has taken a huge uh, human toll uh, globally, and it's quite tragic. Uh, but at the same time, I think the silver lining of that, if at all, that one uh, could call it that, would be this whole impetus of uh, digitalization. I think that you're right. Uh, uh, we estimate that, you know, uh, because of COVID-19, digitalization has sort of moved forward by three to five years. That is the way we look at it. Um, even given the way we talk to our customers and how they're far more receptive, because this is, in some cases, the only way to continue with that business or with the transacting. Um, so yeah, it has really helped a lot. But apart from that, uh, it is also, um, I think, uh, the drive for efficiency, um, that it has always been there, except that it has probably become a do or die situation uh, in the current pandemic. Um, so that has sort of exacerbated the whole uh, you know, uh, issue to the extent that people are willing to accelerate efforts and really engage. Um, but I think it is, it is basically, the, that is the long-term business of travel anyway. Yeah, it's a. Well, it's definitely as we always say it's a journey, right? You can't digitize 100% day one. Uh, you have to start somewhere. Um, you, you're not going to digitize all your transactions and every little bit of it, but you have to start. And I often sort of say, if you don't, if you don't have a, uh, you know, as a CFO or as a supply chain manager, if you're not looking at digitalization now. Uh, you may be looking for a new job in the future, right? Because this has to be part of your future planning. Um, because I think the pandemic has also showed how important supply chains are. People just assume things arrived, 
right? And didn't really think about all the work it took and, and now ships, there's not enough containers on one side of the world to get the other side of the world. And, and uh, it, it, it really, the, the, yeah. I think everyone is seeing that uh, supply chains and, and, and managing that. And uh, again, the, the finance is a big part of that. With paper, it's difficult, right? And we have to figure out a better way to do it uh, to, to keep things moving smoothly so we can all order from Amazon and it arrives you know, in, in time. Yeah, and the other thing is about managing supply chains. Uh, I think in the past, people were content to do it in a very traditional way, which is that, you know, uh, the large brand owners have very good visibility of their first or second tier of supplier. But, uh, you know, once it goes beyond that, they absolutely have no clue. And the pandemic especially taught them that, you know, it is really important to have end-to-end uh, -end visibility of a supply chain. Uh, so this whole conversation now about deep tier supply chain, uh, not only just financing, but deep tier supply chain visibility, I think that's where it starts from. Being able to know who is your third or your fourth or your NF supplier and how are they doing? Uh, and are they able to disrupt or enable uh, continuity of your business? I think it's become important. So I think that is another area where I think a supply chain, uh, sorry, digitalization can help really. Um, we did uh, participate and or support a few of them. For example, we did one multi-tier uh, supply chain financing in uh, China on the wrong alien, um, you know, uh, chain. And um, it was actually an eye-opener because you realize that a lot of the third, fourth, sixth-tier suppliers are absolutely not visible, uh, you know, when you talk to the main anchor. But now, you know, having them on a common platform using data to monitor and, and actually, you know, uh, there's an incentive right there because they get financing at far better rates um, and uh, and that far uh, and the money flow is uh, is much faster, much more seamless. Um, also, an audit trail of what they have uh, you know produced, uh, what they have supplied is clearly visible uh, on a blockchain, for example. So these things are really critical. I think this is a way of uh, this is a way of the future, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, that deep tier tracking financing, right? It's a it's a tremendous opportunity, right? With the same transaction, you can do so much more with it, right? If you yeah. have information right from a from a banking perspective as well right you can you can finance a couple of tiers down and and help you know what's going on and you can help them and, and get them the money so yeah that's a it's really interesting i think as we get more data um we'll be able to do more of that in the future as well absolutely yeah, it's a definitely the a, a trend and and continue to uh to work with partners so i i think that's uh all the time we have for today um it's been a Great uh, having a chance to get your valuable insights and uh, always great talking to you and uh, continue to enjoy the collaboration with DBS and uh, look forward <laughs> to uh, another chance for another podcast, another topic in the future. Thank you, Carl. I really enjoyed it. And as always, I enjoy talking to you. So it's been fantastic. Right. Look forward to it. All right. Take care.